0: Welcome to another episode of Men's Bible Study. Today, our Missions and Connections pastor, Dr. Justin Hillhouse, joins us to deliver a simple yet important message on saying thank you. Now, let's hear from Dr. Hillhouse. I love Thanksgiving. I, I love Thanksgiving. I love everything about Thanksgiving. I love hanging out with the family. I love all of it, and it's during this week that really we take time, and and it seems like this past Sunday, you know, John Markey had a sermon, and it was called Thankful, and he talked about thankfulness and gratitude, and this week as I was kind of preparing, uh, I was thinking more more (laughs) specifically about the term thankfulness. You, I mean, because it's easy to sit there and to talk about being thankful. I like what Jack well, Wellman said. He said this, uh, is the glass half empty or is the glass half full? Just be thankful that you have a glass, okay? And when I think about Thanksgiving, I think about thankfulness. I think about gratitude. I think about kind of what John Mark talked about on Sunday morning. But even more specifically, I think about the term, thank you, because it's easy to talk about being thankful and to have gratitude, but what about just the simple act of saying thank you, of just saying thank you, and thank you is such a powerful term, those two words, thank you, I was uh, driving my son home, picked him up from football practice this week, drove him home, or last week, drove him home, We pulled into the garage and he opened up the door and he goes, thanks dad for driving me to, to, or picking me up from football. And I grabbed him by the collar and I was like, whose kid are you? You know, what kid says, thank you for picking me up from football. But to me, that was powerful. I was like, man, what kind of, what kind of son is this? This is awesome. You must be learning from your mom, uh, uh, to say thank you, um, Man, I I appreciate that. And you know what? Not only do I appreciate that, but also what does that say about his character? And what does it say about our character when we say thank you? And what does it mean to us when someone says thank you to us? Those two simple words are so powerful and they mean so much to us when we receive them. And it means so much just to say them. And when you look in scripture in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, we see a story here. And this is an awesome story. And we see the scene, it's Jesus is walking to Jerusalem. And we pick up the story as he is on his travels. In verse 11, it says this, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out with a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when they saw them, and when he saw them, he said, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except for this foreigner. Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, as scripture says. And in order to get to Jerusalem from Galilee, you have to pass through Samaria. And so more than likely, Jesus is going the traditional way and he is kind of following the Jordan River because you're walking kind of through the desert to get to Jerusalem from Galilee. And in this expanse, okay, you pass through an area called Samaria. And it is there where the Samaritans live. And so Jesus is heading that way. And there he sees 10 guys that are lepers. And as he is heading there, these 10 guys with leprosy are all together. And here's what we need to understand is that those lepers are outcasts because they have a disease. They have a a contagious disease. And so because it is contagious, they have to isolate. We know what isolation is, don't we? (laughs) We know what it means to isolate. Yeah, boo, exactly. But the problem is, is that they have to basically step away from society. And because they have stepped away from society, they have kind of created their own little group. You know why? Because they are all struggling and battling the same thing. They're all lepers. And so they have to step away from society. And so they have joined together. And so it doesn't matter their age, their race, um, a lot of things just go out the window because it doesn't really matter. They're all struggling and fighting the same battle. They're struggling with leprosy. Uh, You can equate it a lot to to folks that are struggling with cancer. It's funny because people with cancer, if you say, hey, listen, I'm struggling with cancer, all of a sudden somebody else, hey, listen, I'm struggling with cancer as well, or I've struggled with cancer and so what happens, there's an immediate bond. And it doesn't matter how old they are or what gender they are or when they battled it or if they're battling it now, it doesn't matter. There's an automatic bond between those folks that have struggled with cancer or that are currently struggling with cancer. We have a whole cancer ministry here at Codwood Creek that just simply helps people that are struggling with cancer. But what's fantastic is, is other people that have struggled with, they are involved as well. And so there's this whole community of folks that have struggled and that have battled this disease. And they just come from all walks of life. Well, those lepers, they come from all walks of life. Social barriers have completely been demolished. you know why? Because there's that one thing that has bound them together. It is that they they struggle with leprosy. And there is no cure for leprosy at this time in the world. And so from this passage, we see two quick thoughts. And the first thought is this, is that saying thank you tells others about who you are. Saying thank you tells others about who you are. It displays your character. If you look here in verse 15, it says this. One of them, when they saw that he was healed, came back, praising God with a loud voice. Then he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And then scripture points out, and he was a what? He was a Samaritan. He was a Samaritan. And scripture takes special note to point out who this guy is and where he is from. It says he is a Samaritan. Now a Samaritan in scripture is a person from the area of Samaria. And Samaria is kind of sandwiched right there in between Galilee and all the way down to uh, Judea and into Jerusalem. And so it's kind of right there in between, okay? And in Jesus' day, the Jews, okay, the Jews shunned the Samaritans and those from Samaria. They considered them to be a mixed race and they practiced Judaism uh, impurely. In other words, Judaism to them was not practiced in its purest form, it was not practiced as Scripture had outlined. And so there were some things that the Jews did not like or even appreciate about those that were from Samaria. Nonetheless, in New Testament times, Samaritans and those in Samaria primarily primarily lived around Mount uh, Gerizim. And you can see this in John chapter 4. But also they kept to their villages in Matthew chapter 10 and in Luke 9. But Scripture, just because they are in this small little area, Scripture points out that Jesus has a heartbeat for these Samaritans, for these people from Samaria. Uh, If you notice, the woman at the well, where is she from? She's from Samaria. She's from Samaria. If you notice that famous parable that Jesus tells us. The good what? The good Samaritan is about a guy from Samaria. And so Jesus has a heartbeat for this area. Even though his own people, the Jewish race, the Jewish nation don't like them, Jesus still loves them. In Acts chapter 8, Jesus tells us, hey, as he's ascending into heaven, hey, go into Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem and all the ends of the earth. He lists Samaria. And then finally in Acts chapter 8, the prophecy is fulfilled. Philip goes into Samaria and preaches the gospel and many people are healed and many people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But even though that the Sumerians are separatists in the Jewish church and in the Jewish faith and they worship God a little differently than the Jews do, it is this one Sumerian dude that comes back and tells Jesus, thank you. There's a whole bunch of Jews that got healed, and then there's this Samaritan guy that got healed as well, and you would think that the Jews, Jesus being a Jew, they would come back and thank Jesus, but no, what do they do? They just keep on going. It's the Samaritan, the guy that is shunned by society. Not only is he shunned by society, but now he's in this group of lepers, so now he's like even doubly shunned, because now you have this group of of Jews that are together, and I'm sure he's kind of on the outskirts of this group, but the guy that you would think would be least thankful, he is most thankful, and he comes back and he tells Jesus, he says, thank you for cleansing me. There are four reasons why saying thank you is important. We talk about Thankfulness. We talk about gratitude, but there are four reasons why saying thank you is important. First of all, it is the simplest and easiest way of expressing gratitude. It's the simplest and easiest way of expressing gratitude. I always like it about this time. It always seems like in the student ministry, I don't know why they do this, but there are it's like, all right, everybody sit down. It's Thanksgiving. Write down all the things you are thankful for. Look, it's great to do that. And it is good to sit down and to take stock of how much God has done for us. But really, at its core, it is so easy and simple just to go, God, thank you for all that you have done. Saying thank you means that you are grateful for the things that have happened to you as a result of someone else's effort. Let me repeat that. Saying thank you means that you are grateful for the things that have happened to you as a result of someone else's effort. As I look in my life, I see that there are a lot of guys that have helped me get to where I am today. Not only do I see all the effort other men and women have put into my life to get to where I am today, I also see God's hand on my life. And how He has led me. Can you look back at your life and go, man, there are men and women in my life that have helped me get to where I am today. Not only that, can you look back in your life and say, hey, this is where God has led me and all of the struggle, all of the pain, all the good times, all the bad times have led me to this spot. Man, God, thank you. Thank you. I like what 1 Samuel 12, 24 says. It says, but be sure to fear the Lord and to serve him faithfully with all of your heart. And then look at what it says. Consider what great things he has done for you. Man, thank you, Lord. Consider the great things he has done for you. Have you considered the great things he has done for you? Simply, simply, By showing gratitude, you can say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. The second is this, is those who have helped feel appreciated and loved. Those who have helped you get to where you are, they feel appreciated and loved. Thanking somebody else does not make you inferior. In fact, it shows a great sign of respect for the other person. Because guess what? They've taken time and effort to invest in your life. Saying thank you is the simplest way of, simple, uh, of saying, I-, I appreciate you. Um, it's important for us to tell people, hey, look, I-, I appreciate all that you've done for me. I appreciate that. The simplest way of expressing that is by saying, thank you. That's the simplest way. Say, thank you. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, since as members of, a, of, a, of one body, you were called to peace. And what does it say? And be thankful. Psalm 107.1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever man thank you not only do we tell God thank you but when we tell God thank you we are saying God I appreciate everything that you have done for me because quite frankly I don't deserve it are y'all with me on that my son does not deserve to be picked up from football he's a complete bonehead okay takes after his dad. Yeah, I know. Ha 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 ha. ha. Here we go. You know what? He appreciates it. Thank you. Yes. He appreciates it. And you know what? That, That does something to dad. When he says thank you, what is he saying? He's saying, I appreciate you, Dad. Dad, thanks for the effort that I don't deserve. Man, how much has God blessed us that we really don't deserve? To be honest, we don't deserve anything. We are born in a sinful nature and we completely reject God, yet God loves us and continues to love us and draws us to him. Man, God, I appreciate all that you've done for me. Man, do you appreciate all that God has done for you? Turn to him and say, thank you. Saying thank you, number three, causes us to remember that we cannot do it ourselves. That we cannot do it ourselves. Studies have shown and they have confirmed that a simple, or the simple act of saying thank you can actually lead to a happier life. Saying thank you and being appreciative actually leads to a happier life. I like what Lamentations chapter three, verse 21 through 23 says. It says this, yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. I like this, this I call to my mind. In other words, I sit down and I take time and I remember. I take some time and I focus specifically on this. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Every morning they are new. Guys, today is a new day. We are starting it early. God's faithfulness is renewed to you this morning just like it was renewed to you yesterday morning. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. His faithfulness was renewed the moment you woke up this morning. Thank you, Lord. We cannot do it ourselves. Today, no matter how good you are, it is because of God's goodness and God's blessing that you are simply up and moving. And going forward... God is so good to us, so let us call in our mind, recall in our mind, his faithfulness to us. Fourth, we have been provided more than what we really deserve or even desire, and so take time to say thank you. I like what Psalm 103, 2-5 through five says, it says, praise the Lord my soul and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all of our sins and heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We have been provided much more than we can even desire. God has given us so much. Others around us has helped us and provided for us. If you look around at all of the blessings that God has provided for us, it is hard to look at God and say, eh, or good job. No, rather we turn and we say, Lord, thank you. I like what Alice Walker said. She said this, Thank you is the best prayer that anyone could say. Thank you is the best prayer that anyone could say. I say that a lot. Thank you expresses extreme gratitude, humility, and understanding. And So guys, I just want to encourage you. You don't have to sit down and write stuff out. You don't have to sit down and really think oh, what all has God done or what have other people done for me? Rather, just begin to start practicing and saying, thank you. Thank you. Walk into your boss today. Hey, thanks for the job. Thank you for the job. Walk into your wife. Thank you, honey, for doing all that you do. Walk into your kids. Man, thank you for being good. I mean, you're not perfect. But, you know what? You're working on it, you're trying, you're growing up. Thank you, thank you for trying. Thank you for putting a little effort into it. Man, if if your parents are still alive, man, call them up and say thank you. Have y'all ever thanked your parents? Have you ever thought about that? I remember one time my kid was crying. Uh, I I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but like my kids were crying. My wife is crying. Somehow we make it through the evening. I remember I pick up the phone, I call my dad. I was like, Dad, first of all, I'm sorry. <laughs> and second of all, thank you for not killing and eating me, you know? Because, you know, there are some animals that they will kill and eat their young, right? Dad, my dad's threatened that. He was like, you know, I can't eat you. <laughs> I, can, I can kill you and I'll eat you. Animals sense. do that. But, Dad, I'm sorry. But, Dad, thank you. Thank you for being patient and for loving me. Thank you is the best prayer, man. Take time today. The, one of the greatest and simplest prayers you can pray is simply say, dear God, thank you. Thank you. Here's the second thought is this, is that God notices... Our gratitude. God notices our gratitude. If you look there in verses 17 and 18, it says this. So, so the Samaritan, he comes back and he says, hey, Jesus, thank you for what you have done. And then verse 17, what does Jesus say? We're not all 10 cleansed. Remember, Jesus cleansed 10 dudes, but of the 10, one comes back. That's 10% of them. One comes back, And not only does this one come back, it's not even a Jew. It is a Samaritan of all people. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except for this foreigner? Jesus took particular notice of this man, and he was grateful that he came back. All the others... I don't know if it's not that they were ungrateful. I don't know if it was that they were excited. I don't know if there was some sort of expectation there. I don't know why the other nine didn't come back. There could have been various reasons. They could have gotten all hyped up in the moment. I I just don't know. But here's what I do know. God noticed this one man that came back. also noticed that even though no one else said thank you, they were all still cleansed, they were all still healed. And I find that fascinating, that God is so good to us that he will still do good things for us Even when we are not mindful to say thank you, God still provides for us. God still looks out for us. Even when we are not grateful, even when we don't take time to say thank you, he still provides for us. But this guy, this guy comes back, he says, thank you. And then look at what Jesus says in verse 19. He says, then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Jesus gives him kind of a double blessing. Because those other guys, he just healed them. But this guy comes back and Jesus says, Hey, there's something a little more that you need to know. It was your faith in me that has made you well. Guys, I just want to simply encourage you, take time to tell others around you, thank you. Take time to tell God, thank you. And here's what I love, it's not hard and it doesn't take long, but take the five seconds to say, God, thank you. Thank you. Psalm 95, 1 through 3. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud at the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and install him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the King above all kings. God deserves our praise. He deserves glory. But he also deserves God. Thank you. I like what uh, happened to H.A. Ironside. He was sitting down eating and uh, or at a restaurant waiting on his meal. And just as his plate was being served to him and he was getting ready to eat, a man walked up and asked to sit by him and and ask him a few questions. And H.A. Ironside, being the gentleman he was, said, sure, absolutely. The man sits down and H.A. Ironside, he bows his head and uh, he says a brief prayer. And then he begins to eat, and the man looks at him uh, when he lifts his eyes, and as he begins to eat, and he says, Hey, uh, is everything okay? Do you have a headache? And Ironside said, No. And the guy said, Well, is everything okay with your food? And Ironside said, Yeah, everything's fine. The guy said, Well, why did you bow your head? And Ironside said this. He said, Well, I bowed my head because I was giving thanks for the food God has provided for me. To which the man responded and said, I don't need to give thanks because I earn everything that I get and there is no one to thank but for me in my efforts for what I did today to earn that meal. To which Ironside responded and he said this, yes, you are just like my dog. He does the exact same thing. We need to be able to stop and say thank you. Psalm 130. Six one through three, give thanks to the Lord for He is good; His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods; His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords; His love endures forever. And then in verse twenty three, it says this: He remembered us in our low estate His love endures forever. And freed us from our enemies; His love endures forever. He gives food to every creature; His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven; His love endures forever. Let us not be like those that Paul talks about in Romans chapter 1. And I close with this passage. In Romans 1, verse 20 through 21, it says this, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made. So that people... without excuse in other words people are without excuse in believing that there is a God and believing that there is a Savior and then look at what it says for although they knew God there are people that know God they've heard of him it says this they neither glorified him as God and then look at what it says next nor gave thanks to him That's a powerful little phrase. They don't recognize God, and not only do that, but they don't even take the time to stop and to say thanks. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Let us not be like that. Let us stop and say thanks. God, we love you. We thank you for this day. Thank you that we could come here, that we could open up your word. Father, may we not be like those nine lepers that walk away. I mean, we walk away happy from what you have done. But God, may we be like that Samaritan. May we be like that Samaritan that comes back and just takes a moment to stop and and recognize how awesome and how powerful you are and how much you love and how much you care for us. And may we just stop and say thank you. May we have an attitude not only of thankfulness, but God, may we say it, may we verbalize it. God, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you that we are here today. Thank you that we can fellowship together. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the roof over our head. Thank you for the clothes on our back, for the, for the food in our stomachs. God, thank you for the gas in our car, for our spouses, for our children. God, thank you that you continue to bless us. And may we not just move on with life with ingratitude. But Father, may we be grateful. God, may we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. It's in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Y'all have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's Bible study. For more information regarding Cottonwood Creek, go to cottonwoodcreek.org. And we hope you tune in next time for more episodes of Men's Bible Study.